0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, I'm right back at you with another Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope today finds you well and your life flowing in the direction from which you wanted to go. I gotta say, I'm kind of glad we're out from up under that heat wave we've suffered all summer long. This is the kind of weather... Now that we can sit back on our front porches, put our earphones on, and listen to some history about us, listen to some truth and some facts. And some of you might get the impression that I have a bias against white people. I do not. But in order for for me to tell our story, we have to tell their story also. And how bad do their history have to be that they have to steal ours? And imagine being so ashamed of your history that you make it illegal to teach it to your own children. Because truth be told, you cannot teach one without teaching the other. And we must never forget that we are not descendants of slaves. We are descendants of free people that were stolen. And right about now, I'm gonna slip into a little darkness and tell you about something else that was stolen from us. Something that if we were able to maintain would have made a lot of difference in a lot of people's lives. That my friends was our land. For generations, black families passed down the tales in uneasy whispers. They stole our land. These were family secrets shared after the children fell asleep. Old stories locked in fear and shame. Some of those whispered bits of oral history, it turns out, are true. My friends, for 18 months, the Associated Press documented a pattern in which Black Americans were cheated out of their land, driven from it through intimidation, violence, and even murder. Now check this out. In some cases, government officials approved the land takings, and in others, they even took part in it. The earliest occurred before the Civil War. Others are being litigated Today, some of the land taken from black families has become a country club in Virginia, oil fields in Mississippi, a baseball spring training facility in Florida. You see, the United States has a long history of bitter land disputes, from range wars in the Old West to broken treaties with American Indians. Poor white landowners, too, were sometimes treated unfairly and pressure to sell at rock bottom prices by railroads and mining companies in an investigation that included interviews with more than a thousand people and examination of tens of thousands of public records documented 107 land takings in 13 states and border states And in those cases alone, 406 black landowners lost more than 24,000 acres of farm and timberland, plus 85 smaller properties, including stores and city lots. And you guessed it. Today, virtually all of this property valued at tens of millions of dollars is owned by whites or corporations. You see, properties taken from blacks were often small a 40 acre farm, a general store, a modest house. But the losses were devastating to families struggling to overcome the legacy of slavery. In the South, you see, land ownership was the ladder to respect and prosperity, the means to build economic security and pass wealth on to the next generation. When they steal our land, they steal our future said Stephanie Higgins, 40, of Atlanta, who has been researching how her great-grandmother, Abloh Wellington Stewart, lost 35 acres in Matthews, North Carolina. You see, a white lawyer foreclosed on Stewart in 1942 after he refused to allow her to finish paying off the $540 debt. How different would our lives be higgins said if we'd had the opportunity the pride that land brings no one knows exactly how many black families have been unfairly stripped of their land but there are indications of a lot of them beside the 107 cases documented reporters found evidence of dozens of more that could not be fully verified because of gaps in the public record thousands of additional reports of land takings collected by land activists and educational institutions have not been investigated the associated press findings are just the tip of one of the biggest crimes of this country's history said Ray Winbush, director of Fisk University's Institute of Race Relations. Examples of land takings documented by the Associated Press? After midnight on October 4, 1908, 50 hooded white men surrounded the home of a black farmer in Hickman, Kentucky, and ordered him to come out for a whipping. When David Walker refused and shot at them instead, the mob set fire to his house, according to contemporary newspaper accounts. Walker ran out, followed by four screaming children and his wife with a baby in her arms. The mob shot them all, wounding three children and killing the others. Walker's oldest son never escaped the burning house. No one was ever charged with the killings, and the surviving children were deprived of the land their father had died to defend. And records show that Walker's two-and-a-half-acre farm was simply folded into the property of a white neighbor who soon sold it to another man whose daughter owns the underdeveloped land today. In 1964, the state of Alabama sued Lemon Williams and Lawrence Hudson, contending the cousins had no right to two 40-acre farms their family had worked in Sweetwater, Alabama, for nearly a century. The land officials contended belonged to the state. Circuit Judge Emmett Hilbrin urged the state to drop its suit, declaring it would result in severe injustice. But when the state refused, the judge ordered the family off the land. The state's internal memos and letters on the case are peppered with references to the family's race. It's always about race. In the same courthouse where the case was heard, The Associated Press located deeds and tax records documenting that the family had owned the land since an ancestor brought it in January the 3rd, 1874. AP reporters tracked the land cases by reviewing deeds, mortgages, tax records, estate papers, court proceedings, oil leases, and Freedmen's Bureau archives. Other documents, including Farmers' Home Administration records, were obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. The AP interviewed black families that lost land, as well as lawyers, title searchers, historians, land activists, and public officials. The AP also talked to current owners of the land, nearly all of whom acquired it years after the land taking occurred. Most said they knew little about the history of their land. When told about it, most expressed regret. Alabama Governor Don Siegelman called the Sweetwater case disturbing and asked the state attorney general to review the matter. What I have asked the Attorney General to do, he said, is look not only at the letter of the law, but at what is fair and right. The land takings are part of a large picture, a 91-year decline in Black land ownership in America. In 1910, Black Americans owned at least 15 million acres of farmland, nearly all of it in the South. According to the U.S. Agricultural Census, today Blacks own only 1.1 million acres of farmland and are part owners of another 1.7 million acres. The number of white farmers has declined too, as economic trends have concentrated land in fewer hands. But black ownership has declined two and a half times faster than white ownership, according to a 1982 federal report, the last comprehensive government study on the trend. Now, the decline of black land ownership had a number of causes, including the migration of blacks from the rural south to the north. But the land takings also contributed In the decades between Reconstruction and the civil rights struggle, blacks were powerless to prevent them, said Stuart Tooney, a University of Washington sociologist. In an era when black men were lynched for whistling at white women, few blacks dared challenge whites. Those who did could rarely find lawyers that would take their damn cases. But the Reverend Isaac Simmons was an exception. When his land was taken, he found a lawyer and tried to fight back. In 1942, his 141-acre farm in Abbott County, Mississippi, was sold for non-payment of taxes, property records show. The farm for which his father had paid $302 in 1887 was bought by a white man for $180. Only partial tattered tax records for the period exist today in county courthouse, but they are enough to show that tax payments on at least part of the property were current when the land was taken. Simmons hired a lawyer in February 1944 and he filed a suit to regain his land on march the 26th a group of whites paid simmons a visit the minister's daughter laura lee hudson now 74 years old recently recalled her terror as she stood with her month-old baby in her arms and watched the men drag simmons away I screamed and hollered so loud, she said, they came toward me and I ran down in the woods. The whites then grabbed Simmons' son, Eldridge, from his house and drove the two men to a lonely road. Two of them kept beating me, Eldridge Simmons later told the NAACP. They keep telling me that my father and I were acting too smart for going to see a lawyer. Simmons, who has since died, said his captors gave him 10 days to leave town and told his father to start running. Later that day, the minister's body turned up with three gunshot wounds in his back. Today, the Simmons land, thick with timber and used for hunting, is privately owned and is accessed at $33,000. Official accesses property for tax purposes the valuation is usually less than its market value. And lately, a handful of black families have sued to regain ancestral lands, but the cases were dismissed on ground that statutes of limitations had expired. Some legal experts say redress for many land takings may not be possible unless laws are changed. The Epsi family in Verno Beach, Florida, lost its heritage in 1942 when the U.S. government seized its land through eminent domain to build an airfield. Government agencies frequently take lands this way under the rule that requires fair compensation for the owners. In Vero Beach, however, the Navy appraised the ESPY's 147 acres, which included a 30-acre fruit grove, two houses, and 40 house lots at $8,000, according to court records. The ESPY sued, and an all-white jury awarded them $13,000. That amounted to one-sixth of the price per acre that the Navy paid white neighbors for similar land with fewer improvements. After World War II, the Navy gave the airfield to the city of Vero Beach, ignoring the ESPY's plea to buy back their land. The city sold part of it at $1,500 an acre to the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1965 as a spring training facility. In 1999, the former Navy land, with parts of Dodger Town and a municipal airport, was accessed at $6.19 million. Sixty percent of that land once belonged to the ESPYs. The team sold its property to Indian River County for $10 million in August, according to Craig Collin, a Dodgers official. My friends, the true extent of land takings from black families will never be known because of gaps in public records. The Associated Press found crumbling tax records, deed books with pages torn from them, and records that had been crudely altered. The AP also found that about a third of the county courthouses in southern and border states have burned some more than once since the Civil War, some of the fires were deliberately set. Now check this out. On the night of September 10, 10th, 1932, for example, 15 whites torched the courthouse in Paulding, Mississippi, where property records for the eastern half of Jasper County, then predominantly black, were stored. Of course. Now all of a sudden, it's unclear who owned a big piece of eastern Jasper County. And even before the fire, land ownership in Jasper County was contentious. The Ku Klux Klan had been attacking black-owned farms and chasing away the owners. A few years after the fire, the Masonite Corporation, a wood products company, went to court to clear title to its land in the area. Masonite believed it owned 9,500 acres and said it had been unable to locate anyone with a rival claim. In 1938, the court ruled the company had clear title to the land, which has since yielded millions of dollars in natural gas, timber, and oil. From the few property records that survived the fire, the AP was able to document that at least 204 of those acres had been acquired by Masonite after Black owners were driven off by the Klan. At least 850,000 barrels of oil have been pumped from this property, according to state records. And today, the land is owned by the International Paper Corporation, which acquired Masonite in 1988. Even when Southern courthouses remained standing, fear of white authority long kept blacks away from record rooms. Today, however, interest in genealogy among black families is surging and some are unearthing the documents behind those whispered stories. Brian Logan, a 55-year-old sports writer from Washington, D.C., was researching his heritage when he uncovered a connection to 264 acres in Richmond, Virginia. Today, the land is Willow Oaks, a country club with an assessed value of $2.9 million. But in 1850, it was a plantation worked by the Howlett slaves, Logan's ancestors. Their owner, Thomas Howlett, directed in his will that his 15 slaves be freed, that his plantation be sold, and that the slaves receive the proceeds. When he died in 1856, his white relatives challenged the will, but two courts upheld it. Still, the freed slaves never got a penny. My friends, this is only one way that African Americans have lost wealth by land being taken from them. And to be honest with you, I don't know when the taking is going to stop. Because as of today, they're trying to take our right to vote and they can never take equality from us because equality is something that we have never been given, but they can't run us away now. We are in this war to win it. Well friends, that music tells me it's that time once again. I got to get out of here and let you go on with your merry way. And I hope today is a great day for you. And before I go, I must leave you with this message. There's no sense in us getting mad at anyone about anything anymore. We just have to get a better understanding of who we're dealing with and make the proper adjustments. Peace to my ancestors and my elders. I walk in your strength, legacy, and power today and every day. Have a good day, my friends. Until next time, it's been my honor.